there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Common Sense Living, the podcast that addresses everyday topics and provides inspiration for living your life to the fullest. My name is Catherine, and as usual, I am your host. So today, I am very excited to be sharing an interview with you with my first musical guest. His name is Clérel, and he is a musician that I've actually seen a few times in his shows, and I've, al- I've actually met him and talked with him a bit more, and that's why I'm very excited to have him on the show, because I always believed that he had a bit of a story to tell that I never really knew about, and I never really knew about him that much as a person, although I really did enjoy his music. So, very excited to be sharing this with you, and again, this is another interview-type podcast episode, which I absolutely love. I love when you all share your stories, and I'm so happy that I get to share them all with you. So, without further ado, let's get into the episode. So, uh, Clérel is a musician based out of Montreal, Quebec in Canada. Since coming onto the local music scene, he has appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, performed alongside Mavis Staples, and most recently performed at the Montreal Jazz Festival. After having seen several of his shows and speaking with him more personally, I would love to hear more about his music and his message. So yeah, welcome to the show. Very happy to have you here. Thank you. Thanks it's a for... pleasure. Yes, yes, I'm very happy. You're my first musical guest I'm ever having on the show. So yeah, what it's... an honor. And I find that that's really cool because like, I would love to get to know more about you, about your music, <laughs> about like your influences and everything. So uh, I think it's going to be uh, an interesting one for sure. I'm cool. excited. So um, if I want to know one thing about you, because I actually have met you before in person and you always seem like such a nice, genuine, kind human being. And uh, obviously your, your music is excellent. And I'm so happy that you agreed to this. And I just wanted to kind of know more about your background because your newest EP interlude is like mm-hmm. more kind of like French and everything. I think it's a bit mm-hmm. more of a vulnerable um, side of you as an artist. And I was just mm-hmm. like wondering if you want, if you could um, maybe tell us a bit more about uh, your background, your childhood, like how you grew up and everything. Absolutely. So, uh, so I was born in, in Cameroon. It's a country in Central Africa. And uh, uh, I also spent part of my childhood in actually in Montreal, Canada. And, uh, you know, through the different places we lived, um, you know, my parents always had a pretty, what I think was a pretty sweet music uh, CD collection. And, and I grew up kind of, you know, I grew up with that, the sound of the stereo playing really loud, you know. And, uh, and so I think, yeah, I just subconsciously always loved music, you know, like just love the experience of listening to something that you liked and that was arranged in a certain way so as to be a, a pleasure to listen to. And, uh, and you know, I, I spent so a few years, I think between the ages of three months and six years in Montreal, and then we returned to Cameroon when I was like just turned six. And, uh, and I lived there pretty much until I graduated high school. And uh, while I was there, um, the thing about growing up in Cameroon is that, you know, music really becomes like a second it's like a second language in a way well especially singing i should say um because you know i was going to school you know monday to friday and there we have you know i guess they have that here to the assembly or something like that so you get to class uh, or you get to school and then they line you up in the yard and then they have you kind of sing a few songs you know if you like if nursery rhymes and whatnot so way to kind of like warm you up for the day before you start class and yeah and i you might even do that twice a day, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if you 
before you left, like in the afternoon, before the day was over, you had like the same little thing and then everybody went home and everybody files, you know, files away in orderly queues. <laughs> so you have that. So you have that aspect where every morning you wake up and that's the first thing you do, you know, before even you go to class, it's like you're singing. Then on Sundays, you know, we were, you know, I grew up in a, in a Christian family. So we were spending time at church. You know, we would go to church early in the morning and over there it's just, and then you're a kid. So it's not like maybe a little segment where they're going to have a little sermon and everything talking about the specific passage of the Bible. But most of the time you're there, you're really just singing and, and you know, clapping, singing and clapping the rhythm. Um, so, and of course, you add to that whatever you're going to hear on the radio, whatever happens to be popular that time, you know. So with that, there was always a pretty steady stream of interesting music to listen to, to sing along to, and to play. And so, um, I, and I think that's why after we left Cameroon, I mean, we went to the States, spent a year in Princeton, New Jersey. I had my first experiences in the, in the school choir, which were, you know, I joined all the like, all the choir groups that existed in school. It was my first time and it was very exciting. It was a... It was definitely like a school in a way that, uh, you know, was also because this was like my first year in the States, you know, as, as a teenager. So it was also very a way to kind of get into the culture and understand the culture from a musical standpoint. You know, doing some kind of traditional Civil War era fair and like some some newer like you know, Eagles type songs, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, that was a really nice experience. Then after that year in Princeton, New Jersey, I went uh, to study in a university in Ohio. And uh, and that that's where I actually played the guitar. I learned it from a roommate of mine, um, my first year of university. And, uh, and since, you know, like I was saying earlier, I had already been influenced by so many songs that I grew up listening to. So you know, that was like the, there was an incentive for me to kind of learn how to play them on the guitar so I'd be able to accompany myself, you know, so I didn't have to like queue up a, a backing track or anything like that. And, and yeah, and I've just, you know, I just kind of continued and, you know, and after I graduated, I moved to um, Montreal and, uh, and not long after is when I started going to open mics and, uh, you know, performing in open mics, uh, first mostly covers, eventually, you know, some originals as well. And, and yeah, and I've just I've just kind of continued playing wherever you know. I started getting invited in bars and you know weddings, different venues, and yeah, that's it. I've just kind of to do that. Wow, that's a really interesting story. But it seems like <laughs> music's always kind of like been a part of your life, right? Exactly. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form, it has definitely. And uh, yeah, no, so, and that's cool because you know it wasn't until way later, you know, in university when I had a I had an experience, um, my school took a trip to Memphis, uh, Tennessee, and over there we visited the Stacks Museum. And over there, you know, the, the, during that visit, I guess that that's kind of when I became very interested in, in, I guess, American soul music you know, from the 60s, eventually the 70s. So um, further YouTube explorations kind of led me to discover, you know, work by artists like Marvin Gaye, you know, Curtis Mayfield. and. And I think that's the the time around which I, you know, I became. I started thinking, oh man, you know, if ever I were to be a musician or an artist or a singer, that's the kind of music I'd like to do. So that's kind of that's the experience that kind of sowed the seeds of that. Eventually, I got to to do it more and more, you know, which is obviously uh, which is which is a dream. So so yeah, I'm very, I was very thankful for that. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah, because I. 
I, I was just like wondering like how you managed to kind of like find your voice in music because there's so much out there you know that there's like so many different directions that you could go down and uh, like hearing like your influences like it's like Marvin Gaye and everything like uh, that's like more the kind of like soul route which is like mm. excellent like that like well that, that was definitely like you say in terms of voice or like or starting to find a voice and that was the first time definitely when uh, that I that I kind of you know I started learning those songs singing along and and thinking man I really like you know I, this music feels just great to sing right it's just it's just yeah it feels good to sing it feels good to do it it's, and yeah and if like I was saying if I if I were making music this is the kind of music I'd like to make this is the kind of timeless impactful beautiful you know no territory kind of music I'd like to do it's just so it translates so well to different cultures and yeah yeah, that's definitely what started me down, I think, the path of becoming an artist, you know, songwriter. Yeah, that's great. Did you think that that kind of influenced your path in life? Is that what kind of like made you know that music was the industry you wanted to go into? Or was there something else that kind of like influenced well, you in that case? I think, you know, I, I, because I feel like it was more gradual. So it wasn't so much as an epiphany, you know, because at that point I knew I liked singing. You know, the whole reason I picked up the guitar in the first place was because, you know, it's always more fun to play to yourself, accompanying yourself on guitar than to play against like a backing track of some kind. At least with the guitar, you feel like you're generating this thing. You're creating this moment, you know. So that and so the reason I even started was because I, I already liked singing and I knew that it would be so to do it if I could play um, but you know that experience at the Stax Museum basically set me down the path because basically coming out of that museum you know Spotify I just got, I just started or I, I just signed up for it this was like 2012 or something like that and uh, and yeah I remember going on there and just going on to find all the playlists I could you know the Stax whole playlists <laughs> just like 300 songs 300 plus songs and just, oh. just playing that just listening and just be like you know, it, there was just such a, it felt very rich, felt very pure at the same time. You know, it felt like a lot, but it felt like exactly what was needed. Nothing more, nothing less. And the melodies and, you know, and it just, and I think probably also because, you know, during that trip, I really spent a whole, you know, we spent a whole week in Memphis. So, you know, for a week, Memphis really was the place that we were. And, you know, just there were other things that happened, you know, other visits during that trip that happened that really, um, that I would say had, a, you know, had a, a strong impact. You know, we visited the National Civil Rights Museum, you know, which was set in the Lorraine Hotel where Martin Luther King was shot. Mm -hmm. um, we visited also different communities, different people in the community um, that were working to, um, working on initiatives to, better life for you know some of the people that have been left behind in the so-called kind of economic boom in memphis because that's kind of what the whole you know the whole trip was about it was a mission trip so uh, the idea was to kind of look at the legacy on continuing legacy of what the civil rights movement had been because memphis had, was an important place right an important city for civil rights movement so you know what was the legacy of that in the way that the communities were now separated how different communities were yeah were you know were kept you know talking about going into a borough where like the wastewater is so poorly managed that you can smell it like no matter where you are in the city for instance that's just an example you know 
So like, you know, but also taking parts because it wasn't just about going there and gawking at all of that, but also taking parts and acts of service, you know, with those dif- some of those different agents that we were lucky to be paired with during that time. So even like, you know, I would say, I guess even beyond the music, you know, on a human, on a human level, it was also very impactful. And I think that just served to further kind of like, by the, because the, the museum visit happened, I think in the latter half of the trip, if I remember correctly, or a bit later in the trip. So I think that really served, you know, it was like having kind of experienced all of this life, met all of these people, seen all these neighborhoods, you know, some of you know some some of which were really badly hit because you know in a place like that that's already kind of falling apart anybody that's born and grows there just wants to get out as soon as possible so oftentimes you're only going to be left with like senior members of the community who obviously at some point get to an age where it's just that much harder to cater to their most basic needs you know that's you know for example so um having kind of like witnessed some of that learned really about some of this because that I was, I really was a Cameroonian, you know, studying in the States, you know, I was not American. So I knew who Martin Luther King was, of course, and all of that. But, you know, I didn't really, you know, I hadn't really had a direct experience with like, some of what, like what it had meant, what it meant, really, what, like, when we say the, the, uh, the African American struggle or the black struggle, you know, what does that really mean? What are we talking about? Like, how does that manifest in like actual people's lives, you know? That was my first real contact with any of that. And so I think by the time we got to the museum visit, you know, like just this, like, you know, because obviously all of that, those things I mentioned also participated in kind of like, you know, I think they're indissociable from what the music would end up becoming, right? Because like a lot of whatever that put inside of the hearts and minds of people, of singers and artists came out in their art regardless. So, So yeah, it was kind of like seeing these huge culmination of all of that and seeing how that can turn into you know into a uh, I don't know to like a walk on by or I don't know, sitting you know any of the oldies threading songs um, Sam and Dave you know the soul man and all of that just like that real swing and everything it just felt it felt magic like magic like wow like look at the beauty that comes out of this place look at the and you kind of like yeah you just realize man there's like something special about the you know not just the place but the people that have been able to come here and like emerge from all of that with this you know and 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 get this message out and yeah and because it was a genre i hadn't listened to as as much before you know it was just you know that's kind of like one of the cool experiences i feel i mean if you if, if maybe that happens to you too sometimes you hear a song that invite and then all of a sudden you know because you don't know that you know, it's the first time you encounter it. So you become very interested in like listening more to it. And then you realize, oh, wow, there's a whole kind of like side of like music that I don't even know that well, that is so good and that I love. So that was kind of the experience for me as well, you know. Now, incidentally, because that was already a reflex I had whenever I heard a song that I really liked, you know, I tried to like, I tried to learn it, to learn how to sing it. Because, you know, I, I grew up in a time when like and in a place where things like Walkmans and things like that were not like, common so like you don't you didn't always have your favorite song at the top of your finger like we have now so like if you at least were able to sing it back to yourself you know it wasn't obviously the same thing but you could kind of get a bit of the vibe and everything you know a bit of the so like i already did that naturally so with those songs the soul that's all music that i listened to i just kind of started kind of trying to figure out okay how do i play this and and then you know and like i said earlier it's i noticed that it just felt very 
it felt good to sing. It felt felt nice. It felt right. It felt um, it, it definitely felt like my voice had found, I guess, a place to kind of be. You know, like in a way that like um, as as much as I liked a lot of the other music that I that I already kind of was covering or learning, um, that soul music or that kind of soul music, that those tunes were really the ones that kind of like made me feel like oh yeah like i feel like i'm actually singing something that my voice is suited to sing you know like i feel believable in this i feel yeah it feels real and it doesn't feel you know i don't feel like i'm trying to make my voice sound like something this is really just me trying to sing this song and it's just coming out that way you know which i think is, is nice so so yeah so that obviously encouraged me to kind of pick up more of those songs and learn more of them too Oh, that's great to hear. So you did like singing and you just kind of like, you realized it just through singing that it's just like, that was like the, your most authentic self, you your know, yeah, most yeah. authentic expression of self in a because, way. Yeah, because one thing about that music is that a lot of the time, you know, in, in the theme, you know, it's not often very um, esoteric and how it's constructed. You know, when you hear like, what's going on, what's going on? It's like, what's going on? It's like, you could be talking, you could be saying this to someone, you know? It's like, move on up. You know, it's like, come on, man, you gotta move on up, man. Get up there, you know, like push on, push through. You can do it, you know, diamond in the back. Like, uh, because, uh, you may not have a car at all, that kind of thing, you know? It, it just feels like it's just a perfect marriage of lyric and melody because it feels like the melody even is, is, is kind of like just lifting up what the lyrics are already saying, you know? So you can totally hear how someone can listen to that, to that kind of music or those songs without even understanding English that well and still feel like, yeah, mm. right? It, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily particular to soul, you know? I'm sure that's what a lot of people hear in like grime, you know, trap and uh, rock and you know different alternative rock or whatever all kind of proto genres you have today right um but in, and i think it's just a mark of good music really right so yeah yeah it, yeah it just happened to i just happened to find it or come across it uh, at a time when i was already kind of very open to in all this new musical information and like testing it out and trying things out ah very cool so I, I don't know, it's, it's so true what you say though, about like sometimes even the lyrics don't really matter as much as the actual vibe that the song is getting. And, and in a way you're, you're kind of saying that music is a way to kind of like transcend any language barrier and just bring people together. Is that kind of yeah. like, do you feel like that's kind of like the reason why you started in music or is there like a, a certain reason why well, you feel compelled to start in music? <laughs> for sure. Well, what I do know for a fact is that the music I grew up listening to, like a non-trivial portion of it was in English, which at the time, you know, I grew up Francophone. So like, I, I didn't really understand at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you could kind of make out a couple syllables in a, in a chorus, but that was it. You didn't even <laughs> understand what it was saying. You know, you could just make out enough to repeat it. So absolutely, I, I, you know, I think very, very early on, I was awakened to the power and, you know, of music that is in a different language and today you know i listen to music in all kinds of beyond french and english it could be some lingala it could be some it could be spanish it could be portuguese it could be a portuguese creole you know because that's a thing you know wow. there's like yeah and you know and, and that that is confirmed that has always been confirmed to me that like absolutely the 
you know, the melody, the melody can suggest something and like the melody and also the way the singer kind of sings can carry a lot of information. And absolutely when I write today and because of course, you know, because of where my influences came from, um, a lot of my, uh, like, you know, this music that I've started started out writing was in English, you know, and it's only very recently that I even explored in French, but, um, you know, one, what's been great in this, you know, in my personal journey as an artist, being able to use tools like, you know, social media to kind of share what I do is noticing that like, you know, a lot of what I do sometimes, you know, if I share a video of me singing, sometimes there's comments in languages that I don't even understand, you know, like I have to like copy and paste, it could be like Russian or whatever. So, 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 so yeah, so absolutely. And that's a big part because, you know, artists, I wasn't thinking, or I'm not thinking, oh, I want to be an artist for like, you know, the French speaking people of Canada or an artist for the English people of Canada or the English people of America or whatever, you know. Um, what What is important to me is, is to speak, speak something that, you know, that is true. Speak to something that's true to me. Uh, speak to something that I've, that I've felt, you know. I, I may not have experienced it, but like that I've felt. Something that I've like been able to kind of just feel empathy or true direct experience you know being able to kind of bring that out because i feel like as an artist you you know artists in all mediums are just basically like little kind of like relays for the mood they're you know in their time you know the different moods the different vibes that they can catch around them or the ones that they have inside them that people don't even know that they have but like it's their job to kind of like take that and put it forward so that everybody else can like oh you're right definitely you know and uh, yeah, so I just want to do that. And I know, you know, because I've been blessed to, 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 to live a life that has, you know, brought me in contact with different ways of looking at life, different ways of thinking, different, different ways even of appreciating and considering something like music and poetry and art. Um, yeah, I also feel like, you know, I, I, I also have uh, something to relay by virtue of that you know i feel like that's yeah yeah and that's really all i want to do no matter the the language oh that's great yeah and i mean i think that music is definitely a great way to relay a message to relay like just uh i don't know a general vibe good vibes and everything Mm -hmm. and i mean there are um like you said there's different genres of music so you have like trap you have like rap you have like (laughs) pop rock whatever and i mean you could hear kind of like aggression in some of their and some of the ways that they express themselves but that's like in a way they're speaking their truth you know so everybody speaks their truth in one way absolutely yeah man absolutely man like i it was such a you know because while i was in the states was also kind of because I didn't necessarily grow up listening to a lot of hip hop, you know, I think mm. the household I grew up in, it was kind of viewed as a bit of a, it's like, you know, it's like a bad, bad kid or bad person kind of art form. It's mm. violence, sex, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But while I was in the States, you know, that's when I kind of learned more about hip hop and like the different players and listen to some of that music and, you know, and absolutely, man, like, it feels like you're in a movie and despite all the like aggression and all the violence and everything, you know, you know, like this is someone who's talking about where he's from, you know, he's like more or less either he's lived through this or enough people around him has lived it that like he can speak about it in, a, in an authentic way. And that's always entertaining. And I think even the same, it's the same thing with Trap today, like you were saying, or like whatever 
current genre of music that maybe that a lot of people are latching onto. You know, there's something in it that they feel is authentic enough for them to want to kind of engage and be a part of it and kind of like, you know, engage with the music. It's uh, it's very interesting because I think that's when you you know it's it's about more than just whatever audio track you're listening to. You know, there's like there's the background of the person you're listening to, where they're from, you know, who they are. Um, that also comes in the equation. That also affects and influences how you receive it. Absolutely. Uh, I think that everybody, like an artist is like a storyteller. There's a reason why they call you exactly. artists. And I mean, it's not just like you're a musician. It's like you have a story to tell and you tell it through your medium, however it is, you know? So it's, uh, I, I don't know. Personally, I find that I'm a I'm, I'm very lyrical person. I love listening to lyrics. And some people mm. just like, there's two types of people like I find that are like music listeners or, or actually there's three. Uh, I'm not going to put it like divisive like parties here. But, I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, basically there's like people who really like to listen to the lyrics and everything. Uh, there's people who really like to listen to the rhythm. And then there's kind of like the in-between, like you like listening to the rhythm and yeah, the both. lyrics and everything. And I find that the lyrics like even if the beat is like totally beautiful and everything, the lyrics are just kind of like what make it go like. That, that make it for me you know especially if you have like yeah. a huge message that you want to share of course know? of course but that's i think the beauty of uh of of art and specifically music is that there's so so many ways you can choose to say something you know there's like almost an infinity of different ways you can do it you know in terms of lyrics you know it's words so i mean we do have grammatical depending on the language you have different grammatical rules different systems of saying it but they time and time again especially in art forms like hip-hop you find that challenge you know like different words will like be clipped you know you like all kinds of like i mean that's the art right of rapping it's like figures of speech and like the rhythm that's it it's like you know something like rapping has to have both you have to have the rhythm but then you watch what you're saying it has to be like oh oh okay <laughs> you know it's like yeah you got you got to get that reaction you know mm, yeah um yeah. some other music you know i guess some other lyrics sometimes are more like you know, they're more meant to paint a picture, you know, more possibly directly say something. And it's funny because I feel like even for me as an artist, that's often like, you know, when I'm, whatever it is I'm working on, that's like one of the early questions, you know, like that I'm ha have asking myself. It's like, am I coming to this from a very literal point of view? Do I kind of want to just get very kind of like, you know, imagey, you know, do I just want to like be very kind of subtle, you know, in like a, poetic sense and yeah uh, but but of course the people that you know that there is a way to do it in a way that impacts you know in a way that pe people can remember and be like oh man yeah man that was speaking to me right here man this was like <laughs> this had my name on it man this is straight to me so i think yeah as an artist you're always trying to find the best possible way to do that that's yeah definitely mm. that's part of the artistry i mean just like finding ways to reach people while like also speaking your truth and just kind of like connecting everybody all together. Yeah. Yeah. While doing it in a way that, you know, that will make you, you know, because you have something to say that like somebody else cannot say because they're not you, you know, and vice versa. So it's like, yeah, trying to figure out what is it that you, what is it that, yeah. Yeah. That you here to say, why, why do people have to listen to you and not somebody else? Yeah, exactly.
And if you did have a, a message that you did want to share with people, like through your music, like what message is central to your music that you would want to share with people? Hmm. I personally believe the message that, you know, like, and I don't even think it's not like that is something that I've decided, but a message that, you know, my voice is here to contribute to bringing well, to people is, is just to, to keep in touch and remember that there is a beautiful side to life and that, you know, through everything that life also is, that element of beauty, there is an element of, of something that is just yours to enjoy, you know, and, uh, you know, that's just for you to appreciate and, and for you to kind of receive as something that can bring lightness to your heart and a smile to your face. I think, I know that sounds very abstract, but, <laughs> but I honestly think, you know, I, I, and I think that's what it is. And I think that like, just the fact that that is something that we all share, you know, the fact that like, it's not dependent on like one culture or one language that kind of like has understood all of that or that knows all of that but that that is a knowledge that is deep you know in our kind of human consciousness or unconsciousness um so yeah i think just like to kind of like yeah i think the message i'm bringing and of, obviously uh, when we talk about what does make life beautiful obviously a lot of the time it comes back to love you know our attitude to the things we love, you know, how we react sometimes when the things we love turn out not to be what we thought they were, you know, it, it can get, I mean, once you start that there, you, you get, there's all kinds of directions you can go. Yeah, that's for sure. But I, I love that message, just like coming from a place of love. I think honestly, and I mean, I think that's most artists, you know, like, I, yeah, I think most artists, if you kind of like dig all the way through kind of everything that they, doing and saying and what they're communicating, you know, whether it be advocating for self-confidence, you know, advocating to owning oneself and being standing proud in one's identity, you know, it all comes out to a form of love, you know, it comes down to self-love, love for others, you know, it's like, you know, if eventually it gets back to that love for like where you come from, you know, kind of like, you know, that's, which is something that like, I remember when I first started listening to a lot of, uh, hip-hop that was a big thing hip-hop is an intensely personal art form you know mm. when people rap it's like you know either the painting they could be painting just telling a story but even in that story you know they giving you hints as to where they're from what they've seen what they've seen what they're about you know like when someone comes out and says i got a hundred bitches and whatever it's like <laughs> there's something that they're telling you they're telling you something <laughs> about like this is where i come from these are the, you know, these are the things that we value and like, and because this is the story and like, you know, and this is the place that we come from and we love it and like we celebrate it and that's how we live and like, that's our culture and that's what it is. We're not watering it down for anybody or whatever, you know, we're telling it to you as it is and, and yeah, and I think, you know, everybody, of course, that listens, that's the other thing is that I could be saying to like, I feel like a message like that, a question like that can only be answered in vague terms because at the end of the day, everybody that listens to music, listens to a song thing that, you know, sometimes might be very much what the creator intended, but, you know, because there's so many other factors, you know, where are you listening to this? How old are you when you're listening to it? What kind of like mental images are you forming when you're listening to this? You know, there's so many other things that are going to come into your perception of what this song represents for you, you know, beyond its purely literal meaning but i do ultimately like you know 
I, I want a music to uplift people. You know, I want people to feel the way, you know, they would listen to someone like, for instance, Stevie Wonder, you know, like, you know, I have a Stevie Wonder vinyl here and that's just the music for like, you know, you're breathing and you, that's it, you're connecting to the joy in life. You're just connecting to the fun and the funk. Yeah, you know, this is just great. Like someone, because I feel, you know, that's, that's one person, one artist who I just feel like, whether it's writing something sad or happy or you know, fast or slow, it feels like there's something out that is just pouring out. It's just it's like gotta seize some of this beauty inside of me and crystallize it in this form and like send it out, you know, and, and we're all the better for that, right? So, so yeah, I, I just want to contribute to what artists around the world do with that, yeah. with people, with, with just good vibes, a good, pleasant auditory experience. Do you feel like music has kind of like influenced you like personality wise? How, do you think it's like, made you into somebody else maybe a better version of yourself or like have you have you learned a lot about yourself during this definitely i mean yeah i mean it's like it's almost too deep to go into i feel like but definitely even if i start on a very surface level of like how people react to you for instance when you know they like the sound of your voice you know just that alone, it's like you walk around and you only have friends. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning like, I mean, you know, people are just, you know, wherever you come, like even if you come into a place and people don't know you at first and after they hear you sing, if they liked it, they're going to come, you know, it's something that I feel on the one hand has just made it, it has made it so much easier to kind of like reach out and connect with people, you know, and just make awesome connections that way. And uh, yeah, I mean, including you, for instance, you know, like honestly, so like, yeah, so that, that, and I feel like obviously, I mean, if you go through life kind of constantly experiencing scorn and neglect, negligence, contempt, surely that will affect your personality somehow too, I'm sure, you know, so I think that this is no different, you know, just the fact that, you know, in this journey, I've often been met with such grace and acceptance and, and love, definitely, I think in turns, because we're all kind of sponges in a way, you know, and like, we try and reflect what we receive as well. So like, if you feel like you're receiving so much positivity, you want to put that out as well, you know, because why would you want to put negativity in, in a place that only gives you positivity? So so on that end, yeah, it's definitely, I think, shaped my shaped my personality probably. And oh, well, I mean, then again, you know, like I was saying, I'm a very quiet, pragmatic person. So like, I guess like you, now you can be that, but then you also have, this place for social communion which is really great i also um out to i think to answer the other part of the question i also think definitely i have learned things about myself because you know like there was a time when you know i was just i was just playing guitar in my room and you know and i was just feeling you know i just moved to montreal and it's like that post-graduation time when you have to suddenly realize that all the big questions have to be answered soon (laughs) so um yeah so you know i just remember being in my guitar and just for a bit you know obviously some some levels of anxiety about that and and eventually you know just telling myself man you know i'm gonna go find an open mic night and i'm just gonna play you know i can't just be here doing nothing and whatever so like yeah just going out so i think it's also made me kind of like because i guess and that's a that's the reality as an artist at all times you know because you never know when your next gig is going to come from so you kind of always have to be you know, especially if you're an independent artist, you kind of have to constantly carry yourself in a way, you know, and like to, you're on the lookout for opportunities to yourself that you, you know, 
managing everything that you need to manage you know well so you, you yeah and you know that starts with this basic level of belief in oneself that one can do it and and that's one thing yeah i mean i feel like even that's one thing about me is that like i think even when the odds are absolutely correctly you know against me you know i've always had that belief of like man this could happen you know like i I can, this can happen. I can, you know, I could try and make this, this happen. And it doesn't always happen like in a straight line. It doesn't happen like right away, but like put enough things, you know, put enough chances on your side and soon enough, yeah, something happens that you never thought could happen. And, and honestly, yeah, that's just the story of my life. <laughs> that's great. But I'm, I'm so happy that so many people received you so well, because I know that in the music industry, I'm, I'm very sure is not easy. Um. Well, that's it. I met the industry. I met the industry later. At first, the people, just the audiophiles, just people that, you know, that like to go out to a bar, get a pint and enjoy, a, you know, enjoy your show, enjoy an open mic night or, you know, or go to a bar. Yeah, that's it. So like that starts with that. And then, you know, and then wherever it is, because those are the people that might say, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm getting married next month. Would you like to be a part of it? We just love what you do so much, you know. And then you go and then you meet the whole family and like, you know, if they like what you do, then that's a whole new, you know, it's just exponential. And, uh, and that's just amazing. You know, that, that is really, really, really special. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, it's funny because I hate to say it, but I, I haven't been to many shows, but the shows that I have been to that sometimes like the open mics, they're not the best, you know? So then you kind of, in a way, <laughs> I think, I, unfortunately, the human, the human, uh, I don't know, the default that we do is if we don't like something, we kind of tune it out. Mm -hmm. And then we can just continue talking with our friends and everything. Absolutely. But, and yeah, that's true. That's but true. I swear, for real, I heard you the first time. I was like, who is this guy? Like, you stop. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. And I swear, the people that I think have been introduced to you too, and have heard your singing just see you like with such admiration because you are very good like you are a very positive person with a wonderful message but you also have a very good voice to convey that and i think that it, it, it's like i'm sorry but even if you can have like the best <laughs> lyrics and everything if you don't have the voice unfortunately it's almost like nobody listens you know but yeah. i find it's so i'm so happy that you could get your message out and in such a beautiful Thank way. You. So I think that Thank like you. a lot of people, like in a way, I think that, like you said, like you gain the respect of people after they hear you. And uh, well, it's thank you. just the no, way of a human being, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, you know, because it is true. It's what you say. That's true. It's like when you first, you know, that has, that has happened and you know, it happens many times, you know, it's like you walk into a place like an open mic and especially as someone who moved here and, I, you know, I had, some family members here but nothing in terms of like an actual group of friends that were actually already there and like socially very kind of involved locally so so it was just you know you walk into a place and okay you kind of go to the host get your name on, on the list, and then you know you go sit in the corner or do your drink and wait for your turn you know and, mm. and and i mean you know i i don't necessarily not to say that there's anything wrong with that per se right and and there's that there's value in that as well right there's value in kind of just that detachment and just being able to be a a presence but not being like you know just just being around and seeing 
everything that happens you know if you're a people watcher that kind of thing yeah. can be very interesting but of course the experience that you know you go on stage and then people want to come to talk to you that does make you feel like oh wow yeah this is like this is really a gift you know in the sense that like now these are connections these are because i mean good in today's world we can often be more guarded and more careful because you know there's so much so much out there that we just don't know right so so you know to kind of be able to, ha to 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 have that as a as a as it's a door in a way you know it's just a door through which you can connect with people uh but but yeah no it, it's nice because it's you know it, it's just nice because then it's just a place to and then because after that then it's a very very normal you know human to human kind of say hey, where are you from what's your story what's your because of course at events like that you meet fellow artists you know and like you know and you know you see other people go through that same process of like you know coming in in a place for the first time. And I mean, I, for a while I was even, um, I was hosting one for, for, for a little bit. So, nice. you know, I could really, and I was usually the first person that those people talked to if they wanted to come on the stage, right? Or like, sorry, um, perform on the stage. So, sure. so, so yeah, I got, I also got to be on this other side of that and, you know, to be also a part of like making people feel welcome in a place or feel like, okay, you know, it's true that I'm new here and everything and, you know, but like in general, I find like people are usually like that, you know, like oftentimes once you have that first initial contact with someone where they can kind of gauge that like, you seem to be like a, I don't know, I don't know what the right word is, not normal or non-threatening, but just like someone, just like a, some like a person, you know, yeah. so, oh, this is Casual. just a person. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. then, they can feel like they can talk to you i feel like especially in montreal you know in general once that kind of initial breakthrough happens then it's it's very easy to have like you know to connect with people mm. because people are otherwise very very easy going with yeah that's true and uh i just what i find so funny too is that uh you're you're you mentioned that you're so introverted and yet I'm also an introvert and I can <laughs> never even think about performing on stage ever. Really? Like even if it was for an open mic, I swear really? on. No, but for real, like I, I just find it's like so interesting. Cause like, I mean, funny enough, you're not the first introvert who like sings on the stage and they sometimes feel mm -hmm. like uh, if I talk to people like that, like they say, like I'm more comfortable singing or mm -hmm. talking in front of people than I am like, you know, in a small Crowd. and i'm just like mm. how did you adopt that um in a way i guess well, it's a persona right like kind of well, like... yeah well there's that I, I think in general you know in talk to, to to talk about the numbers it's like you know obviously the more people you have the less people you're actually doing it for in a way by mm. which i mean that like you know then like as many people as you have that's like the collective that you're playing to you're not as, you know, because you don't even have the lens to be able to see, okay, this is the person that's looking at me and reacting this way. This is the person that's reacting this way. You're not as close to it. So like you're a bit free from that and you can in fact be more into your performance and what you're doing. Um, and additionally, yes, there is, a, there is a, a dramatic aspect to it in terms of like, you know, you're putting on somewhat of a character. I mean, not to say that you're completely fabricated on the stage, but you know, you're on a stage and, you know, if you're lucky that those people came to see you, then clearly there's something that they want to connect with and engage in. So all you really have to do is give that, you know, in just most natural way possible. But if they're already there to listen to you, clearly they enjoy what you're doing, you know, and, 
and then you you can just be free to kind of yeah get into your mind and do it and i mean for me one thing that helps is that i actually i love singing you know it's something that actually brings me peace and brings me brings me joy so like that i even get to do it at all is already like a blessing so if i'm if i'm doing it in front of us then it's just like you know i just get to do this cool this thing that i just love doing anyways you know but now people are watching but you know i like it so because i like it and you know i don't feel like you know voices are such unique and specific things in the sense that you know when you when you like somebody's voice depending i guess how much you listen for in music but what when you like somebody's voice you don't always like that voice because you know they hold every note perfectly or like they move between notes in a seamless way or they like you know a voice is a huge it's a personal thing you know like just because you feel like the character you know is somebody that you can either relate with or that you want to connect with um and so personally i guess in singing i do want to be you know in pitch and i do want it to be pleasant to listen to but i don't necessarily invest myself too much in making sure that like it sounds like the perfect thing or the best thing that anybody has heard you know i just want to do something at first that is believable it has to be appealing or it has to be you know and then you can play either with instrumentation or with arrangement or with your tone control your breathing to kind of you know breathe in some of that life and some of that spice into it but otherwise you know it's just your voice and you're talking to to, to people and so again if they're here to listen to you then they're here to listen to that yeah that's yeah that's true and uh i find that what's really funny is because like i used to see you like in performing like little bars and everything and like now you're like on basically the world stage and like people know about you in more than just montreal like you're making a name for yourself you're even verified on instagram which is, like, <laughs> huge. Well, i mean that that is you know i mean thank you that's very sweet to say i mean for the verification just so i mean maybe people already know this but of course that is simply to if there's a certain number of people that are aware of you because of something maybe like you make movies that a lot of people watch or like or that a few people doesn't have to be a lot or you make music or you, you write books that different people have read so you become now this figure of public interest mm -hmm. i should make sure that someone else can just start up another account in terms of being able to like play these these cool stages and play to like bigger audience you know than i have had in the past yeah that's that just feels great you know it feels so encouraging to know that your voice is reaching some people in that way and that you know whatever it is you're saying is translating across to, to some people that's what more can you ask for you know as an artist yeah for sure and i mean like how was the transition for you between like becoming a local artist to becoming like an artist that's like known by a lot more people man that's a secret it's like you know it just feels like life man. in the sense that like it doesn't feel i mean obviously for instance if you get the email from like a production assistant on the late show that says oh we would like to send in a video for this whoa that's like that's really cool right that's amazing but in between really you're just living your life right and you're mm -hmm. just like trying to continue to do what you have to do whether it be in terms of promotion in terms of writing new music creating collaborating with other people whatever it is that you do as an artist you know if you're an artist if you're a creator then you create you make new work you make new art to share and you sh and you share it and yeah and sometimes you get just people contacting you about sharing that in really cool or unusual places you know? 
And yeah, that's kind of how it, it, it felt like it has happened. You know, I have also kind of spent some time still, you know, playing a lot in like all kinds of like, you know, it could be weddings, could be bars or things like that, but you never know where you're going to connect with your next, you know, or your new, next fan or your next person. So like, yeah, just trying to, to stay engaged in that way, you know, and always, and always sharing whatever, whatever gift you have and and yeah, but it has felt, it's just, yeah, it's, it's felt at the same time, very cool. And at the same time, very normal in the sense that like, there's these amazing things that happen. And then in between, <laughs> I'm just going, I'm just getting through the day, man, best I can. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> realistic way of looking at it. Yeah, because I mean, like. Just, just the truth. But not to say that, you know, I don't want this to sound like, you know, I'm not appreciative or it's not, it's not amazing. Honestly, I think that's the other thing is that for some of these experiences, it really takes some time like i'm not completely over the fact that like i actually sent in a video on like the late show you know and that it was up there with like the tame impalas and whatnot you know that's like it's still very cool i feel like maybe it's one of those things where maybe like it's once you get to a certain point either where a lot of time has passed or whatever you know where you can kind of like look back and be like oh wow yeah that was really cool you know uh at the same time now i'm still feeling like you know most of what i want to do has yet to be done you know in terms of like music in terms of so many things so so it, it's it's very exciting it's like okay you know that you have these okay you can say that you've done this or you've been a part of that so so now okay what can we do next you know what's like because i still feel like i'm very much still building myself as an artist as a songwriter as a singer you know i and I, I don't even have an idea really like you know when my album comes out like what's that going to sound like what's like you know so it feels it's this very it's kind of unstable but also very exciting kind of place you know to be able to have i guess these other cool opportunities that you've had there's something interesting here to do and of course it's really nice too because i think also when you connect with fellow you know other fellow artists or other different you know we were talking earlier about meeting the industry you know then it's it's like it's those things that basically at least you can you can use to say well this is kind of what i've been up to the idea is just to cool music and cool people and not just to meet them but to really exchange with them and to really speak to them you know like you know human to human that's been really nice too you know kind of like yeah you know getting to meet some people that maybe you've even like growing up admiring and looking up to and kind of like being able to relate to them you know as human and kind of like yeah kind of be able to experience both the human side behind the artist it is true that they say never meet your heroes and you know sometimes the artist side or like the public side is not the private side and and that's part of the game but you know i mean we're all human you know we all have times in our days or in our week when we're not we're not the best we're not our best and and, uh, and that's just what it is, you know? So outside of that, I think I just try and deal with things on a personal basis, but so far it's been very enriching you know, to meet and exchange with different people and different experiences they've had and, and to learn from that and to grow from that. And also, that also means that you get to be in more places and more where you can learn more. That's it, like getting into more places where like you're the least smart or least talented person in the room you just get to kind of like look at the next Goliath, you know, the next behemoth. A bit of application, a uh, bit of time, a bit of luck, you know, there's no telling what can happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely learning from people oh, along the road in life is just like how we how we could become better and uh, how Absolutely. we actually reach our, 
reach our fullest potential. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that uh, your path is taking you there, that you're still learning and that, uh, you know, it's only Oh, onwards. man, of course. Because that's the other thing. It's like, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard that saying, like, no matter where you are, what you do, there's probably someone somewhere who's doing it better than you, like way better, you know, and that has done it for longer and that has done it, you know, so and that's, I mean, in music, I feel like an artist's life is constantly kind of like comparing oneself to like almost every other artist we know, we've heard of, you know, whether personally or like the ones we just know because it's so big and constantly matching yourself and everything. That's natural. We're human. That's what we do. So, so yeah, so I guess you could get bogged down. It's easy. I mean, I think both can happen. Sometimes you just feel kind of bogged down because you don't feel like you're as far or, you know, which again, you know, that's like such a, it's such a human thing, you know, and sometimes it doesn't have, most times, you know, it doesn't have basis in actual reality, you know, that you just feel like, oh, you know, maybe I haven't done this yet or why can't I, you know, find a way to do this and everything. If I try something today that feels really hard, Tomorrow, it'll still feel a bit hard, but less hard, you know, like I'll feel, I'll feel it a bit more, you know, coming more easily and coming more, in, you know, that will encourage me to keep doing it. So, yeah, so no, like you say, it's been, been really nice to connect with people. And yeah, yeah. Always learning. It's the, the way of life and clearly the way of the industry. So that's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, actually, uh, if you had one lesson that you would want to share with somebody or just like with the world or even just like two, what would those lessons be? I I have two words. And honestly, they go out as much uh, to anybody as out there as, you know, as to me. And that's just start now. That's it. Start now. I love that. What does that mean to you? What does what do those two words mean to you? Uh, to me, it means like, you know, take take a step towards the dreams you have, towards whatever it is that you have in your head when you imagine the, your perfect life, your favorite thing, or one thing that you'd be able to do or something like that. Or like that one thing that you said, oh man, if only I sat down for a day, I'm sure I could. Okay, just do it now. Like, you know, there's other things. Like the thing is that like, and that's something that I, I continually observe in my own life as well. You know, you never have the time until you make the time, you know, like you never have the time to do, you know, there's not, I mean, I know I never have like, just like three blank hours in my day like that, that are just like, oh, okay, you know what, now I'm going to do that. I've been telling myself to do all this whole time. For me personally, I always have to be like, all right, you know what, screw everything else for now. Like nothing else matters. I'm not going to answer messages or not. This is what needs to be done now. And I'm just going to like it's hard yeah <laughs> it's painfully hard but but it's so great when at least you kind of feel you know that and once you've started a bit of progress i feel like it's also easier the next time to come back to it and actually do it because now it's not just like uh it's not just a thing in your head then it's something that already kind of starts existing and starts to be real and yeah there's no better time than now you know mm. yeah. it happens now <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good way of thinking about it because I think a lot of us are bogged down by fear. So like that we live in kind of like a what if state, but like that's oh, yeah. probably the worst way Me to live. Too. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't want this, you know, we all have some kinds of what ifs and, you know, yeah. But of course, not all of those what ifs has to have to stay that way. You know, you know, I'm lucky because like, you know, I was, you know, my, my dad is like a very... I mean, even the whole reason why we came to study in Montreal, I mean, to live in Montreal, I was like, 
Berkeley is going to University of University of Montreal, and uh, he was doing a doctorate on artificial intelligence. And mm. So it's all about you know replicating the way the brain works. Um, you know what? I might be paraphrasing this because this is like you know, but like it's a way of like taking the way the brain works and basically applying it to systems that are designed to accomplish various tasks. Right? Mm. And and yeah, and it's just obviously in that you kind of become well acquainted with the way the brain processes information, the way and you know, and our brains are very very yeah very capable and very powerful. And and a lot of what they do, in fact, is so powerful and so complicated that we're not even aware of it. And so, like, in the realm of that, so for instance, picking up an instrument, man, absolutely, you can, you know, it's not going to be easy at first, that's absolutely true, because, but it's like, one of the great superpowers of the brain is the ability to retain information, the ability to like, okay, this thing that it just got this one time, obviously, because your brain has no reference, like the first time, for instance, you play, you try and play chords on the guitar, it's going to feel painful. You're going to feel like you're trying to get your hand to bend and to do this because it won't stay. But the next time around, your brain has already retained a bit of, you know? And the more you do it gradually, like you were saying earlier, right? Muscle memory. And and I feel like, you know, that's something that was always, <clears throat> you know, we were always brought up with that notion of like, yeah, like whatever it is you want to do, you know, if you're able to make the time to, to do what you can do, which is usually not the most complicated things, you know, it's not like, it's not an actually complicated thing, for instance, to study to become, say, uh, I don't know, an engineer or like, you know, I mean, it's not complicated, meaning like it doesn't require you to do a lot of superhuman things necessarily all the time, you know, mm-hmm. really, you just have to like, make sure that like, whatever information you re- you're given, you're retained efficiently enough to be able to use it. And, and it's not complicated, but it does require like a consistent like application and like effort and kind of like cementing that you know in one's brain and and i think it's the same with music you know and uh, and sure not this is not to say because of course you know you can go on youtube right now and find the the korean kid that's been playing piano since he was like three months old and he, like, he can he can jukebox things out and whatnot you know and like it's like cool you know and that's great and we're so blessed to be able to have that in our lifetimes to enjoy um, but who knows what you you know like you know, to play on instruments those those things you know for instance i mean i'm talking obviously i'm biased because you know i'm a musician so that's kind of what i'm talking about but i feel like it can apply for us, it can apply for all kinds of things to everyone, and and yeah, yeah. So so yeah, start now if you can. Power of momentum is not to be underestimated for sure. It's just no, about taking the first no. step forward. Me, imagine I can't tell you how many times I'm like trying to learn a song, and when I'm finally kind of slowly getting it, I just think back so hard that I almost kind of was like, man, screw this. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Got <laughs> But then there was a the little voice that said, okay. You know, screw it. Let's try it again, man. No, it's okay. We'll just, you know, and and yeah, and like, and and you know, have that little that little defiant kind of like kick of like stubbornness can kind of like put you on the path to something really cool. Yeah, just like we got to get out of our own way and just do what we need to do. And uh, one last question for you, just to close this off, um, if you have one song that is your favorite 
ever that you've ever written, which one is Ooh. it? Kind of putting you on spot here, and I apologize because <laughs> I no, know you've no. written quite a bit. Well, I mean, you know, I, I I will say, you know, I think the best one is always the next one, but <laughs> out of the ones that are like already, man, I mean, I have to say I'm I'm, I'm partial. To, well, there's a song called Le Tour actually on my French EP, hmm. which like I actually, you know, that's like of all the songs that I've written is definitely one of the ones that I replayed and listened to the most, like, you know, and that's not even something that I really do ever. Wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, but, but yeah, but of course, you know, every song I feel like, you know, is its own story, you know, it's its own emotion, but, but definitely I can say that at least that's one of the recordings I replayed for myself the most. Wow. Total. Very cool. And uh, can you tell us a little bit of the story behind how that song came to be? Like what your inspiration was for? Yes. Um, it came to be, you know, that my, my process often involves me, you know, I'll be, I'll be out walking on the streets, you know, going to the grocery store, the IG or whatever. And, you know, there's sometimes a little melody, you know, maybe you hear and it's, it's I mean, I wish I knew where all the great melodies lie because I'll be living there. <laughs> But it could be just a weird thing. Maybe you hear like the of like a truck that's rolling on the on the on the on the street, you know, and it's just like that comes into your mind. That's like, oh, okay. And then you just record that bit and then you put it in your pocket and go on with your day. Now some time later, then you know, I'll be, you know, sometimes here in my little kind of cubicle or like in um or you know, in the kitchen or something, and I'll have my guitar and I'll be um just running through ideas for a song and i'll be oh i remember there was that little melody thing that like I, I had in the phone let me try and play that oh okay so what would be the chords under this thing and then you play the chords and then you have a melody and then you're just looking for words and then the words will usually connect from whatever emotion for the tour specifically i think um so the, the literally the text is about is someone who's kind of lamenting the, the loss or the departure of a special, you know, significant target. Basically saying, you know, like now that you've now that you've gone, I'm just walking aimlessly and I'm just wishing that this is a bad dream that I could wake up from, you know, and I feel like I'll forever forever be waiting for you to return. And um, so that's kind of literally what it is. And I think you know, and I actually had, you know, this is something that I actually had to think about for a while, but um, I actually think the theme of the song is actually inspired because, you know, as a kid, like I mentioned, as a baby, we moved to uh, here to Montreal, I was six years old, we moved to Cameroon, you know, and I mean, now that whole experience fits in like a half a second sentence, but that was, a, that was, a, <laughs> that's a, it's a heavy experience to have as a six year old, you know, um, just like, I mean, for a six-year-old, I feel like obviously if you're older, maybe you, you experience that differently. But when you're six years old, and you know, obviously there's a lot of things that like your parents can't really explain to you yet. You know, like like you know about this place that's supposed to be your home country, but you know, really, up all you've really known is Canada. So now you gotta go to Cameroon and and uh, and completely up upend your environment because you know it's not like you're moving from Canada to like. The United States, you know what I'm saying? It's like moving from Canada to Cameroon, different mm. culture, you know, different things, you know. So, so obviously, as a child who's just, you know, at the age of like, you know, six years old, you just kind of like 
figuring out the world around you, you know, that's where you kind of get moved to this place. So like, obviously I do remember there was like a proper year of like, in quotation mark, mourning, you know, like that previous place I'd been and like, you know, kind of like accepting the reality of what the new place was before I could even start to now grow in that place. I don't know if that makes sense. So that was just a process of like, oh, no, this is how this used to be, but now it's like this. And you just kind of like dealing with that and like dealing with like accepting that. And and of course, you know, your family and your community around you tries to kind of make that transition as seamless as possible. But it's still, you know, it's still a, like, I mean, I guess that was, that's like one of the first heavy life experiences that I had, you know, and I, I want to say heavy, I don't mean it wasn't bad. And in fact, ultimately, I'm, I'm so thankful that, you know, we did do that and that we did return and that I could eventually grow up in, you know, my home, my homeland, my home country. Um, but at first, you know, because, you know, as a child, you just do, you, all you know is that you have to go there because your parents said you had to go there. So you don't really understand why, you know, you have to, why it's important. And you just feel like you're being asked to like move away from everything that you know, you know. And so I feel like the words from the songs, like that emotion probably, because it's something that I feel in a way I've always carried, you know, through even like two later kind of country moves, you know. Um, it's something that like, that, that I guess I, I'm, I'm still resolving musically speaking, you know, I'm still kind of like dealing with musically. And I think that's, that's, that's where the lyrics came from. But yeah, ultimately, you know, I, I understand, obviously, you know, I don't expect, you know, I've told you this whole story, but like, obviously I don't expect that anybody's gonna listen to the song and uh, feel that kind of thing, you know, like, or like even, you know, ultimately the backstory, the lyrics, you know, like we were talking a bit earlier at the beginning about like, you know, kind of very concrete literal lyrics versus something more abstract, you know. So now it's like concrete lyrics with an abstract meaning behind them. That's kind of, you know, what it is. Yeah, but it's definitely one of the songs. I was lucky, I was fortunate um, to record it with uh, a lot, you know, musician uh, from Montreal, who's <laughs> based in NDG, and uh, musician, producer, songwriter. When we were working on that song, he kind of took a very different approach, you know, in terms of like instrumentation, mm. kind of made it a much more lighter and much more ultimately much more interesting, you know. So that was just a pleasure to kind of like witness the creation kind of evolve like that, you know, over it was really quick over a session. Yeah, that's cool. Le tour, the it is in French. It's it means tower, right? Like that's well, what you were uh, going for? Because I know tour well, uh, is also something else. It can be like a yeah, yeah. Um, so in this case, because it's, that's and that's the fun in French, right? It's like you can have a word can have two different meanings depending on whether you're using it, you know, in its masculine or feminine yeah. uh, meanings. <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, so we will, tower would be la tour. So that's like a tower, you know, the tall mm, building. Okay. But le tour, because le tour in this case, it refers, le tour is like around, mm. you know, and, you know, I guess in this case, you know, when you're kind of going around, it's like, if there's nowhere else you can go, you feel like you're stuck in this loop. And in this case, it's like, this person, the subject that's speaking is, is kind of like stuck in the loop, basically, because this other, you know, significant person, you know, this, which, in, you know, in my meaning, as like this sense of safety, of security, and of knowing the world, like, this is the world that you're going to project yourself in, because this is what you know, that is gone. So like, you know, for a while, you know, obviously, it, it, the loop didn't last forever, as far as like, 
me as a kid, but in this song, basically, the tour, uh, in the chorus, you know, on a fait le tour de nos amours, it's like, we've kind of like been around all of our, you know, the whatever, our time together, basically. We, we kind of lo looked it around and now we're, it's over, basically. And, you know, but I'll still, and although I'm still talking out without you because we're not together, um, I'll still forever be waiting for you to come back. That's a nice deep message to the song. And uh, oh. I, I think that's really cool. Like I, I find that it's really interesting to be like vulnerable through music like that and like really tell your story. So nice. it's hard. What well, I guess personally, because it's true, you know, who are talking about being introverted and that's kind of one of the biggest <laughs> things, but it's like you never kind of like open yourself up too much to just whoever, right? And yeah. And and I know that for for sure for me, even in my first kind of songwriting explorations recently it was kind of like important not to like um you know like to be completely honest when i wrote the song the tour i you know i wasn't consciously thinking about like you know what that you know i honestly don't know why i kind of, i went into this direction of like this forlorn love or this forlorn thing you know like it's not really something that you know i i can say is a like I'm not the personal character, you know, I'm not the subject in that, in that song per se. And yet I have written, you know, I know I have written a few songs about that kind of similar topic of like longing and, lo you know, it's not like loss in the sense of something that's dead and gone, but it's just like this longing that's left behind, this like emptiness or like this, you know, wanting to kind of like, you know, that's what like love is supposed to feel that, you know, like that place of like safety and of like no i'm here where i belong and like i'm not aiming for something else you know i'm not longing for anything else i'm right there so so i think like i said i have to think a bit about like why did i you know why why am i so at home in that emotion you know why am i so like why is it so easy to write lyrics like that you know why is that where my my mind kind of like often goes you know Mm. and and you know and that's something if i think about it that kind of like that's like the first kind of heartbreak in a way you know that really is like for me anyways you know that was like that's the first experience of heartbreak i think it all kind of like loops back to that and uh yeah and i think it's actually you know, like that it resulted in a song like that that's beautiful i'm i'm glad that uh like a song like that could be created from like in a sense, hard times, you know, and you can still find yeah. beauty in it. That's art. Hey, man, yeah. And that's like, I mean, yeah, so much good art that is made from like truly, truly heartbreaking circumstances. And uh, yeah, so I'm just glad that it can be something that I can touch people in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you'd actually be comfortable performing that on Um, here. You know what? Let's try, man. Yeah. Let's try. Why not?
So first, I want to start off by saying that was a lovely rendition of Le Tour by Clairel, and it was a lovely live performance, and of course the first one that I ever had on the show, which I'm very proud of. However, I do know that unfortunately the Wi-Fi on this performance was not the best, and thus the quality went down. It was definitely no fault of Clairel's. It was, I think, just because of my Wi-Fi, unfortunately. So the song cuts or it slows down or it speeds up, regardless of my editing. And I do feel bad for not doing Clairel justice for that. So I will actually leave a little bit of a clip at the end of the episode of what the song actually sounds like. And like that, you can also listen to his collaboration with the other native Montrealer because there's a different vibe to it, although I really did enjoy this more acoustic vibe to this song, as well as just the, the lyrics and just the whole experience in general. And I think that's something that we can't really get from an actual recording, and I'm very happy that he agreed to perform this live. So I'm going to link the original song in the episode description, 
and you can check out his other music from there, as well as I'm going to put a little clip of the actual song at the end of this episode to close it off. So I just want to also get into the fact that I'm very, very happy to have learned more about Clairel as a person and more of his musical influences as a mu uh, musician. And I'm very happy to know that he actually had a very sort of good time in the music industry, whereas a lot of people might have experienced more hardship and everything. So his road towards being who he is today clearly hasn't changed his character. And I see that he still remains a very positive person who is perseverant. And as you heard in his life lesson, start now. I think that's probably a great piece of advice for anybody who fears just taking that first step or who fears that they don't know how the outcome is going to turn out. But really, I've always kind of had this saying myself that what if might not be as bad as you actually think because what if could be negative or it could be positive but it all depends on how you see it your perspective and the way that you go into whatever experience that you have in life it's all about your attitude and it's all about the way that you really go about any situation in life it was nice to know more about Clarelle's personal life as well coming from uh, growing up in Cameroon and also coming to Canada. It must have been a huge shift, but he's also been to the States and he has a lot of experience from that and just traveling around the world in that aspect. And it definitely brings a different spin, I guess, to his music, as well as like the influences that he has. He has lots of soul influences, but he also listens to other music including like foreign language music so of course he could draw upon that he could draw upon his life experiences and i find that music is a wonderful art form for us to just express our truth and to express our own story and although what i do as a podcaster and as a blogger is write mostly and talk on here of course i find that music is a wonderful way to reach out no matter what language you know in your life no matter no matter what music just has a way of uniting us all and i find that that's a wonderful message and even if you don't understand the lyrics you could still feel that vibe of positivity and you could still connect to the human experience through that so it's definitely a great way to connect as human beings so if you enjoyed Kehe's performance today uh, there are also other songs from him that are in english his EP interlude is his first venture into French singing. So a lot of his other stuff is in English. So if you are interested in that, you could definitely check him out on Spotify under Clérel, spelled C-L-E-R-E-L. -E and you could also check him out on his website, which is jeanclérel.com, which I will put definitely in the episode description. And he is available to be listened to on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to music. You can also follow him on Instagram at Clairel and see more of his content and more of his musical content as well. So thank you once again for being here. Always appreciative of all of your support. And I can't believe that we're already at episode 67. We've been doing this for a while and I'm very happy that you've come by for the ride and that you continue to join me for every guest that I have and just to hear me talk as 
a, a human being. So thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me. I will link my info down below if you want to follow me. I am on Instagram at common underscore sense underscore living. And you can also find me on my website, commonsenseliving.ca, if ever you want to see more of my content. So thank you once again for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you next time.